Thinks things are serious around the star today. Serious? They're serious? Serious around the star today? Serious around the star. Did he say that? Did Jerry legit say he, uh, 9 a.m.? Yes. Get to work. You know why he said that? No. Well, what do you think this place is going to look like at 9 a.m.? Uh, you think he's uh, going to have to beat the uh, the news types? No, but what I'm saying is what, what's happening here at 9 a.m.? I'm, I'm literally asking you to just explain the process of, of what's around us and what will be happening here at 9 a.m. You mean media role with a so, variety of... The answer I'm looking for is that every major radio sports station in the country, television production company, is here, right? Mm-hmm. At 9 a.m., there will all be live talking about the world of sport, the big game. At 9 a.m., that window is open for everybody here to talk about that. So, welcome to the WWE, Rob. He is... Um Narrowed, well, we don't know if narrowed, but obviously Zimmer and Rivera, the names continue. Now, first we heard that Zimmer was interested, and then we heard that there was some mutual interest. Uh, you think he's, is he getting interviewed today? I mean, it, the report was that he was meeting with them over the weekend, mm-hmm. but this is such a... Well, I think we're going to have to accept the fact that it feels like it's going to be Zimmer. I know, and that is so devastating and defeating and boring and antithetical and lame i mean like it's it's just well if it is and the attitude is like that around so the ramifications of this could be they bring in zimmer um he screams at everybody (laughs) and uh, well i know that you disagree with the idea that maybe a little bit more discipline or how discipline is inflicted or or inculcated however term you want to put it um does may or may not matter but there is a consensus of opinion that the cowboys are a little loose on that and that you know there really isn't a consequence for jumping off sides or not knowing the play or lined up off the on the line of scrimmage or maybe a little you know uh, the sam williams syndrome you're such a good player as long as you're trying really hard okay so yeah, you so, know but they're gonna go from a, a guy who they adore to a guy who's just going to yell at them and cuss well, them. There, at, I it, mean, maybe there's something to tightening something up. And this guy's only going to be here for a year, dude. But it's also meaningless. Like it's all such empty calories. It's celery. That's all this is. Like it's pointless. I mean, you're right. He's going to be here for a year. So he's going to come in. We're going to convince ourselves that oh, the dude that who was their like kind of second name that they thought of, of, that they just randomly generated, who they've known for 25 years, that guy who hasn't coached in the NFL for two years, that's the best idea. I, like, Look, I want to be very clear about this, because I'm trying to come at this from an objective standpoint. I, w- I don't think that Mike Zimmer is necessarily ill-equipped or a bad fit, but it is so lazy and irresponsible to generate two names and then to be done. If after an exhaustive search of different archetypes, of different minds, of different personalities, of different beliefs and ways of thinking that challenge your own, you come to the conclusion that Zimmer is the best option, I can live with that. I can accept that. But when you tell me that the only two external names that you're considering are Ron Rivera and, you know, and Mike Zimmer, what you're really telling me is like, oh, uh, well, we wanted ice cream and we, we went with vanilla or, um, you know, the vanilla with, you know, a little bit uh, like, you know, the, the packaging was different. But like, you have to challenge yourself. This is just this is the, the laziest path of least resistance. But, but Jerry can't tell you the truth, though. The truth well, is. I can. I'll tell well, everyone no, Jerry truth. can't come out and say, you know what? I, would, I don't want to hire Zimmer or Rivera, but I can't get anybody else worth the salt to come. Interview. Again, I, I, I can't get anybody to come because they all know the situation I put myself in 
because the guy they're going to be working for is not going to be here next year. So that by just by default, I probably won't be here either, though in Jerry's defense he can say that's not true. I keep around coordinators all the time. You come here and do a good job, I'll hire a new head coach and force him to keep you. I've done it before. I'll do it again. But I, my belief is his hands are tied. I there, think he no, probably called a few guys that are like, nope, dude, I'm not going to come work there. that is the biggest load of crap that you've ever said. Because you don't it, think so? They may be tied, but he tied them. Like, that's what I'm saying. He no, can't admit like, the I, fact I don't, I don't that feel I've bad. painted myself into a circle. Ain't nobody going to answer, so I'm going to trumpet the fact that I'm gonna I'm gonna have to hire a dude. I don't, that used to I don't feel bad for him whatsoever no because he tied his hands. I agree. <laughs> he is the one who who is and still purposefully who is willfully consciously going at this in a contract year for Mike McCarthy. I mean, I, and to be very clear, also as well. My advocation isn't for an extension for Michael McCarthy, but it was always, and you could back me up on I this. Agree. It was always you got to move on. I mean, so you you've, you're hokey poking this whole thing. You've, you're trying to have one foot in, but everyone's feet are out. I mean, like you you can't go about it that way. So I mean, the the path of least resistance was to move on, make a change, um, you know, bring in a new staff and pay pay the buyout or whatever, right. and and be totally fine with that. But the this we are only beginning this season, and the consequences will unfold. We'll be on Radio Row in New Orleans next year. Like, yeah, I mean, they've got the sixth overall pick in the draft, and you know, insert whoever coach here is really going to have a big say on how they utilize mm-hmm. that. Will they take a quarterback? Will they not? I mean, you know, it'll be exhausting, but it's completely and totally predictable at this point. Uh, you can feel it coming around the bend. As far bigger decision, uh, is it McCarthy or Dak? I mean, is is it one or the other? Both are they? Are I they think tied the McCarthy together? decision makes itself. I mean, you know what I mean? It's on autopilot at this point. If it works out, cool. But the Dak thing is... But if it works out, does that help Dak? Because it worked out? I think if anyone stands to benefit from it working out, it's McCarthy. I think Dak can keep McCarthy safe if he plays really well. Um, shout out to Bob Sturm, always from the ticket. Um, has a great sub stack. And he wrote last week, it was an incredibly long... The, the premise of it was... And I don't want to just rip off his work, but the premise of it was the succession plan of the Cowboys. Right. And talking about... Stephen Jones eventually running operations. And so in an effort to understand where we could be heading, he took a look, obviously, at where the Cowboys have been and the negotiations that Stephen has made. And the way that Stephen has bungled this Dak deal from day one yep. have has costed them so much. And he had a line, and I, I avoided using it earlier, so now I'm going to steal this it because I'm going to give it to him. Yeah, he was talking about how they've painted themselves into a corner with Dak, how he's got mm-hmm. $60 million in dead cap money, how he's got the no no tag, no trade, whatever. He said the craziest part is they were always holding the brush. Right. Like, they, they, they were the ones. They didn't land in the corner. Like, they did it themselves, and they, they could have they, – they kept kicking this money down the road, down the road, down the road, and now they're here, and they're like, oh, crap, what do we do? I mean, it's – this is all on them. And so for all the people in the chat and on Twitter who are like, well, what do you expect? It's a lame duck coach. That's the right. bet they made. I'm not going to – you know, I recognize that that's the reality of the situation, but – it should be said over and over and over again that they created this mess. And Jer- but uh, what I'm getting at is Jerry can't come out and say, you're right, man. I am screwed. I have screwed myself. Well, So I'm going to have to hire Mike Zimmer. I- I'm sorry. I- I'd- I've asked, but I can't get anybody to come and do this job. He can't say that, but you get the sense behind the scenes. Just like the- as the commanders were looking around for a, a-, a-, a coach, just like – there, there just wasn't a lot of candidates. Like they, they finally had to go with Dan Quinn. I think that they had higher aspirations than than Quinn. 
Yeah, I mean, and and the spin machine is always working. I agree with you, but I'm not going to sit here and just you know eat this chum and I, and and I'm not going to let you pee on me and tell me it's raining. That's really where I'm coming. And from. that's Jerry's song. That's right. What happens? But I will say this: I I, I do don't, think that don't if fall you are, for it. don't well, no, I'm not falling for anything. But if there is a, a, a there is some benefit to bringing Zimmer in, and it is that one little tidbit. But my fear is the guy comes in being Zimmer and runs Micah to the point where Micah like I ain't showing up. I don't care. You franchise me. I ain't coming to play. You know those kind of things where he literally runs away some talent they were trying to keep. And I know that that's not Jerry's plan. So let's evaluate who the three would be if Zimmer is the choice. Defensive coordinators who have been chosen in the Mike McCarthy era. Number one, Mike McCarthy's friend, uh, who was his former head coach, obviously, with the 49ers, a disaster in Mike Nolan. It was another an unmitigated disaster. Two, but there were some – well, no, it was a disaster. Two, Dan sense. Quinn, who was a great commodity at the time, who had head coach experience and leadership experience, and who was able to be brought in because that was year two of Mike McCarthy's deal. This, mm-hmm. The job security was there, as evidenced by the fact that he fulfilled three years of, of duty. Now, so the third – so the two have been Mike McCarthy's buddy – and then an amazing candidate that made sense because of the overall situation. Number three is the buddy of the Joneses. The Joneses family buddy, who they've known for 25 years, who's literally had this job before, who hasn't been in the NFL in three years. I mean, so that's the... Like, again, if you if you ultimately come to this solution because you try this, you try that, you interview X, Y, Z, whatever, and ultimately it's like, man, we just really fell in love with the approach that Zimmer's going to take, whatever. Fine. Cool. But you tell me that in a week, not not now. Yeah, you cannot act like this is the best option and, and nothing else is even worth pursuing. You said something I do think merits. Uh, the way Dan Quinn arrived. Um, now, he won't be arriving under a coach with a you know comfortable umbrella of a long contract. But Dan Quinn arrived a... Uh, a stained coach, a coach yeah, tail that, between his legs. He's been fired needed, midseason. Yeah, and Staley is the guy that you keep bringing up, who was a defensive guy who got his job because of defense. And if we remember when he was a defensive guy, it was pretty good. That could be. What if that? What if this lipstick was put on the pig? What if he found a guy like Staley and? And went Nick Saban and went rehab again. Well, Would that appeased the Wolves? There was a comment in the chat when we were talking about this a little while ago uh, from, I think, Rudy Gonzalez, who said, oh, isn't, you know, I might have been Rudy, I'm looking uh, for the comment, but um, said, oh, well, you want to hire Brandon Staley? He's a failed head coach. Correct me if I'm wrong, Rob. What happened to Mike Zimmer in Minnesota? Was he was he not fired as the head coach? Was, well, he, was he not a failed head coach? I mean, all like, of them are failed head coaches in one way or another. I know. How do you define it? No, that's what I'm saying. Like you can't apply variables yeah. to only you know the candidates you want to apply them to. So, I want Brandon Staley because I want a young, energetic, youthful mind. I want a different way of thinking. I do not want a, a company man. I do not want a soldier who will fall in line. And that's exactly what Mike Zimmer is. He is, you know. He, he, you were talking last night about how when your kids were growing up, how many you said you ate like two tons of Dino Nuggets. <laughs> Pretty much. This is this is Thursday of a week in your life in 1999. It's like what's for dinner, honey? Dino mac nuggets and cheese and, mac and, and cheese. Dino Nuggets. And, oh, and while while you probably enjoyed them many times, I'm certain there were times you were like, again, like this is it, man. Welcome to Dino Nuggets and mac and cheese. How much of the hire goes into the manpower power that you're dealing with? I mean, this is a strangely de- built defense. The care the number of the body types are not your typical divas. Not a lot of big lines. There's a way to fix that. There's free agency in a month, and there's a draft. I mean, you, you've got to work. Like, and I know you know that, but you got to roll your sleeves up, and you got to be willing to to do some work. You know, get dirty, and you know, lift a finger. 
But like, so that's the other thing. Mike, everyone's like, oh, Mike Zimmer knows Deion Sanders, so he has a great grasp of the college game. He's been out of the NFL for three years. I mean, he hasn't been in the NFL since, you know. It, what you're saying, and a lot of people might not realize, is Zimmer assisted with Colorado right. with Dion last year. So he hadn't been in the league. He was coaching to some extent last year, but not. I mean, I just, again, I have a hard time imagining how if if the true goal is to field the best possible result, how you can land on this as as the, like, maybe you can land on this as the ultimate decision, but to be the first you know, pathway, and oh, I'm sorry, the second after Ron Rivera, who, which was, you know, an incredible, obviously, option in and of itself. I mean, these are just two yes-men who are looking for an opportunity, who know that they're willing to sign up for a lame-duck situation because they're older. They're not chasing futures anymore in the NFL. 